0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to another exciting edition of Words, Images, and Worlds. I am delighted on this episode to be talking with author Jeff Parker. Jeff, thank you for jumping in. Thank you for joining me. And hopefully the the Zoom bots are not out there currently recording us uh, and and doing nefarious things with this.
1: Yeah, pretty soon the AI will just uh, speak for you and me, and we won't uh, be allowed to do anything it'll just uh
0: make up some kind of conversation that's right yeah i uh i have been accused of being an ai because i'm pretty quick about editing uh <laughs> and and doing things like that i do academic editing you know just on the side as um passion projects and so i've been accused once or twice of being ai but but i think i'm still authentic i don't think this is artificial just yet so yeah um, yeah you so hopefully that's good you're convincing to me. I try. I try. I'm very lifelike. There are people that have met me in person at Heroes Con and places like that. So, oh, that's the
1: that's one of the best shows ever. It's great.
0: I I kept hearing that I had never been to a convention. And now I'm spoiled because it was the first one that I ever attended with a friend of mine that's also a teacher, um, and so it's definitely a go to space for me now.
1: It's uh, it's one of the few. Uh, the Baltimore Con's really good too. That happens in the fall, Um, Mm -hmm. but usually right on Halloween, where I don't like going anywhere on Halloween. That's my day to build stuff in the yard. But uh, anyway, Heroes is one of the few where it's all about the art and story and stuff. A lot of the others are more pop culture sort Mm -hmm. of shows. So you get lots of guests from TV shows and
0: all that. But those are just about the books, and that's what I love. Same, same. And uh, speaking of books, I'm going to mention a couple of titles, and um, I'll also share the the chance for you to talk about some of your favorites. So I'll mention Batman 66, of course, of course, Mm -hmm. Uh, Future Quest, including work that's focused on Space Ghost. Uh, Big fan of that. And yes, and once upon a time, you worked on one of my favorite Malibu. Characters. she worked on solitaire i believe it yeah, was. yeah that was
1: uh my first regular work in the industry
0: yeah yeah um i was a reader in the late 80s i started reading then and so i was getting in around that that early 90s comic boom and i remember malibu being one of those things that even in my small west virginia town where i grew up it was one of those things that hit the stands and uh solitaire was just one of those very cool characters that i really liked a lot yeah, it was like
1: it was a lot of fun and uh stressful because uh they, the book had gotten behind schedule when they wow. hired me. And mm-hmm. uh I I had gotten the job by I, I was in a studio, uh Artemis Studios in Hillsborough, North Carolina with uh Mike Waringo, Richard Case, and Chuck Voitkevich and all these people. Mm-hmm. And um when Mike was sending in uh his uh, FedEx boxes or whatever we were using at the time, uh, I would often like draw up samples and just throw them in like, <laughs> so, so that the editors would have to see my stuff too. Uh, it was a great way to get under their nose, like without that. Cause normally things get thrown on what they call a slush pile. Oh yes. Yeah. And uh, generally it builds up until people are tripping over it and someone throws it away. But uh yeah, the Hank Canals, uh, who was the big cheese at Malibu at the time, he's the one who actually designed the image eye. because yeah, uh-huh. if you remember, image was originally part of Malibu and th- then spun off to themselves. Uh-huh. Um he uh he saw some fantastic four samples I had drawn. And then he called me and said, like, I think you, you could follow Jeff Johnson here on Solitaire. And I was like, Work. You know, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> You bet. Um so opposite of me now the uh but anyway i was uh, <laughs> then they gave then they decided to try to for some reason make up all the lost time so i only had like three weeks at a time to do each issue and i was a young cartoonist like i didn't have a giant bag of tricks like a an experienced mm-hmm. pro you mm-hmm. know so i was like uh, i was just working day and night and running around asking people questions and trying to figure out stuff so, but that's the way you, a lot of times, that's the way you learn, you know, it's just when you're thrown into it and, uh, you got to sink or swim really fast. So, right. yeah. Um, yeah, but anyway, I'm glad you read those. That was, a. Uh, I I mean, I didn't, it, then I started to actually, uh, I had sent them some stories and they were about to hire me to write and draw some things. I was super excited about it. Uh, and then Marvel bought the company and pretty much closed it down. -hmm, I was like, mm -hmm. great. So I was pretty anti-Marvel. And then of course you skip ahead a few later years later and I'm not writing for Marvel all the time. So it's just, it's the way, uh, there's, there's some
0: lesson there, but I didn't learn it, whatever it was. (laughs) it would be great to see those characters brought back in some way perhaps at some point but that's uh maybe a conversation for a, another time or it's a very something. niche thing you and three other guys know about oh it's yes like... yeah well the three of us would just love it i'm, I'm yeah, friends you... with one of those guys actually um, <laughs> yeah yeah Um, so what was it with comics that led you in as a, as a writer? Why was it comics that made you go? Yes, this is the the thing for me.
1: I, well, you know, I, I just, I loved them since I was, I could read. That's how I learned how to read. Uh And, uh, my dad had a grocery store. It It was a pretty small store. He had a spinner rack and I pretty much sat on a Coke machine reading everything on the spinner rack. Uh, as I recall, I didn't really distinguish publishers and stuff at the time. I, you know, I would read Dennis the Menace, and then I would read Batman or whatever, you know, or Archie. To me, it was all the same. I, I was just I liked all of it, and uh, you know, Uncle Scrooge. Um, but I think we mostly got DC stuff, probably because whoever handled the distribution to. Little chain stores in that area, you know, bought from DC. So I only saw Marvel comics when I'd occasionally go on a vacation and stop in a 7-Eleven. and it's mm-hmm. <laughs> suddenly like, ooh, what's all what's Spider Man doing? You know, or um, <laughs> who are these people? Who's Thor? And uh, but you know, I I did that like a lot of people. I made my own little crappy comics and folded paper and did that sort of thing. Um. And I, I just never, the the only time, you know, a lot of a lot of people who were into comics and want to do it, they start to drift out in high school when, you know, they discovered dating and stuff like that. And I, I did the same thing. I was like, sort of fading away, not really paying attention to the comics anymore. And there certainly wasn't, in the 80s, there certainly wasn't like a whole uh, industry of things that the movie did. Uh, to encourage us all to be up on this continuity or anything like that mm-hmm. but um i had uh early on when the swamp thing movie came out this is some real in the weed stuff uh i had i realized i could get a ton of postcards and enter the contest um for super cheap cuz postcards were 10 cents or whatever so i i filled out like 20 postcards sent them in and i forget Whatever it, it, the original thing was, it was probably something like go to the movies and meet Adrian Barbeau or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I won was a year subscription to Swamp Thing, I'm and honest. I was like, okay. It, and it was the new Swamp Thing, Saga of the Swamp Thing. I think it was drawn by Tom Yates and uh, written by Marty Pasco or somebody.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: or Mike Bar. I God, sorry, sorry, everybody I, that I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> but it, but it's pertinent to what I'm about to say. Anyway uh like a lot of the com- comics companies they uh they accidentally left me on the list so i got another free year so whenever they'd come in you know it was the comic that showed up beat up in my mailbox so i'd of course read it mm-hmm. and i remember like oh my was it my senior year or whatever and you know i'm coming home from my part time job or whatever it was i'm doing then that's so important and uh, there's a comic in, in the box, and I flopped down on my bed to read it, and it's the anatomy lesson, Alan oh. Morse, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Uh,
1: big uh, turn it on its head uh, thing with Bassette and Toddleman. And uh, I read that, and then I, <laughs> I was just, I just sat there like kind of agog. And then I looked back at the front. Who wrote this? Right, because <laughs> before I, I, I was into the writers, but I mostly cared about artists. The reason I had entered the Swamp Thing contest was because I was such a big Bernie Wrightson fan when I was at thirteen or whatever, and uh, you know, so it was like I, I like drawing Swamp Thing, blah blah blah. And uh, then I read it all again. I was just like. I feel like I just read literature. You know, I was like, it—it <laughs> it really blew me away. And then suddenly, I was—I was interested again. Like, I—I I wasn't used to. You know, I was used to fairly disposable superhero stuff or whatever that was okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, but then I was—I—I got to credit Alan Moore. Man, he knocked me on my butt. And Absolutely. unfortunately, people have been trying to duplicate that sort of, uh you know, pull the rug out from under you sort of thing for years. Mm-hmm. But most most of the time it's not called for or it's it's not appropriate. Like I remember they try to do something to Spider-Man's origin. Spider-Man's origin's fine. Swamp True. thing Swamp Thing didn't had the same origin as two other swamp monsters. That that's why he needed something uh a rethinking that more did you know mm-hmm. he's it's literally the exact same thing that happens to Man thing and the heap from uh, comics before both of them,
0: mm-hmm, uh,
1: mm-hmm. but because the writers were roommates, <laughs> they just <laughs> they just both did a uh, did a swamp thing, is you know, Gerber and uh, and Lynn Wayne. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but you know, nowadays you get people trying to. We we've had I don't know how many decades now of uh, subpar Alan Moore invitations you know it's like you take people take the wrong lessons from things a lot of times it's like no just like put the level of thought into something don't just do what he did
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: don't just write nine panel grids because you saw it in watchmen you know it's like think about in particular the story you're telling and and how you're going to tell it and how you break it down yeah
0: yeah there that's the end of
1: my rant sorry about that i don't know you, you just asked a normal question about how I got into comics and uh, I ended up with a rant.
0: No, I, lo- I love it. Uh, I love digging into the medium and thinking about, you know, what's appropriate to the story that you're telling. And uh, also just just connecting on a couple of common threads that we had uh, as younger readers, I think, because, yeah, the, there are those moments where people try to go for the literary, but it, it just doesn't quite sell. Uh, and sell as in S-A-I-L, not um, selling yeah, right. as in like monetary things. Um, but yeah, sure. I mean, Alan Moore is Alan Moore. And you kind of have to to give him his creative space and say, OK. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so of your work, I promised you the chance to talk about those things that you have been most drawn to or that you're most proud of, uh, both as far as collaborations but uh, also just just as far as the wider experience of working on a, a particular title or character um are there any in particular you were hoping i'd say no <laughs> no i i just feel like that's always interesting because i tend to start out and go oh yeah i love batman 66 and i love this and then i think to myself well i'm naming stuff but you know it, it might be like oh um, I'm glad you like that, but it wasn't, you know, whatever the the experience was for you. Um, so I, I always like to to sort of turn that activity around to say what what bubbles to the surface for you as the the creator.
1: Well, uh, the thing is, I've tried very hard uh, the entire time to to find a way into any project I'm part of. Mm-hmm. So that I'm not like, well, this isn't what I'd rather be doing. I don't want that to ever come across. Uh I, I I just simply won't take something on if I think like I have no affinity for this. Uh and I've I've turned things down, which is hard because when you're a freelancer, you don't want to turn anything down.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh
1: you, you don't know when a job's gonna drop out from under you. But I also don't want to turn in something where you can tell I don't like it. You know. Right. Um and and the truth is often I'll I'll go into something thinking, well, I don't really I I didn't grow up reading this. I don't know what anything about it. Eh. But that actually never matters. Uh because once I start thinking about it, I I I sort of absorb it and kind of get into it. And a lot of the things I think ended up working best were stuff that I was never originally into mm-hmm. um, like uh Thunderbolts, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was already working professional by the time uh, music and Bagley did Thunderbolts. So, you know, it's like, I, I, I thought it was a really clever trick that they pulled where they managed to keep the secret of the team being a bunch of bad guys uh, disguised as heroes and all that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but, uh, when I was hired for that, you know, I was like, I, I was kind of, I was pretty much a clean slate. You know, I knew it was just, it's like, okay, it's a suicide squad sort of thing. Uh, it, you can't get away from those two, those, those titles being similar to each other. They just are. Right. right. Um, They use prisoners to, uh, <laughs> to fight for good somehow. Um, but Sometimes because I didn't revere a lot of the characters I was using, set possibly man thing, uh, I, I think it actually it freed me up to kind of uh, go go more stylistic with it. And also, I always take into account whoever the artist is. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was working with Kev Walker, and with him, it gave me the chance to do a tone that. Was sometimes farcical, sometimes heavy, a lot of times funny, but but also just you know, kind of thrilling adventure stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you have to, you know, as they say, you go into battle with the army you have, you you have to look at what the person does and like, okay, let's embrace, and that doesn't mean like, okay, uh. This artist uh, likes drawing robots. We're just doing robots all the time or anything. Yeah, ha- I, I pride myself in being able to kind of figure out what the artist wants to be drawing. Uh, and of course, I do just ask them. But a lot of times, they won't give you a good answer, kind of like I'm not giving you a good answer. They'll just say, <laughs> I don't oh, like anything. <laughs> yeah, they'll just say, uh-huh. oh, uh, whatever. But like when one time on, when I was on X Men First Class and I was doing an annual, I was working with Kevin Nolan who I just uh, am in awe of. Uh, he's just one of the most brilliant cartoonists ever. And uh, I asked him, him that thing. I was like, can you think of like a, a list of things that you enjoy drawing? You know, like I'll just base it around that. And he literally did give me a list of stuff. Oh, wow. It was kind of, you know, cause it, he, he loves drawing oddball thing. He likes drawing tractors and stuff like that. Like, We open up with a Queen Anne Victorian house, and it's exactly the kind of thing Kevin Nolan loves to draw. (laughs) And just like he can give a house this personality. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's actually I'm bringing that up because his. uh, Modern masterwork or whatever, the uh, the uh, art artist edition uh, of Kevin Nolan from Marvel just came out like about a month ago. Mm-hmm. and they include that story i'm talking about in there and it was great for me because kevin gave me one of the copies <laughs> and i was like yes i got a free artist edition these things cost 100 bucks but uh yeah it's fascinating to me because i can see his art at the size he drew it and think more about how he works uh yeah. it's it, it's something that's hard it's a little harder to reverse engineer when you're just looking at the comic book, when you can see it at the actual one-to-one scale, you go, Oh, okay. Wow. That's not the way I think about things. This is exciting. Seeing how somebody else approaches this, Uh, a lot of the stuff to actually answer your question. uh, A lot of the things I get super excited about really any job. I'm I'm just always like, Oh, somebody validated me and they want me to work. So I'm, (laughs) I'm very happy about that anyway. But uh, are the original things I've done, like The Interman or Underground
0: or Mm -hmm. Meteor Man,
1: um, those kind of books that, which of course I still can't support me. I have to do work for hire. Mm -hmm. Um, But they kind of give you, you know, people respect them. Uh, I never do something like superheroes when I'm doing something like that because it's like, I do superheroes all the time. This is my chance to branch out and try other genres and other types of stories Mm -hmm. like underground that I did with Steve Lieber is purely a very realistic caving, uh, thriller. And, uh, you know, everything that happens there is completely plausible. Mm -hmm. And it was a lot of research on our part about limestone cave systems and stuff like that. It's set in Kentucky. Uh, so it's, you know, it's, it's based on the idea of like, there's another kind of sort of not as big, but mammoth cave like system that this town wants to exploit and uses a tourist attraction. And these two uh, park rangers get, end up getting chased for running for their lives through it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, uh, Meteor men, which I did uh, came out from Oney uh, and I did with Sandy Gerald, another North Carolinian, and, uh-huh. uh, and who, in fact, went to the same college I did. Uh, that's about kind of the end of the world for us because uh, aliens start showing up after a meteor shower, and uh, and it's that was an interesting one. It was I was making it more of a YA book,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and I wanted—I mean, anybody can read it. I, I definitely intended adults to read it, but. I wanted, uh, you know, teens to be able to read it and kind of connect to the teenager who's in, who's the uh, the protagonist of the story, because I wanted them to start to think about why he does the things he does in the in the book. Uh, without one of the things that I, I won't name any names, but one of the things <laughs> you can run into with a lot of licensed stuff is editors can sometimes kind of lean on you to like come on, really spell out what's happening here. And I hate Mm -hmm.
0: that.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I was like, can I just have it happen? And we'll assume the readers have a brain. (laughs) right?
0: Trust your reader.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and they'll figure out why. It's like, I've always tried to jam this down people's throats when they're asking about writing advice. It's like, don't worry so much about what the character says. The character can be unreliable. Uh, and, or, or they may think they're telling the truth but they don't know the real reason they're doing anything you know look at what they do that's how you know what a character is okay. uh, Is it's it's got to be you can come up with the plot but let the character then bend and shape the plot uh, you know to create the story so then you don't have just a puppet going through a maze uh, that's, that's not rewarding as a reader or a creator really um so yeah that's i guess in a nutshell another thing i often talk
0: about awesome awesome um so as we're as we're coming down to our last couple of minutes any oh man see i shot the whole time no no Uh, you're good you're good you're fine uh any next creative steps web spaces that you want to share about or um upcoming events things of that nature that you want to leave listeners with
1: uh, see, there's a fun thing coming at Christmas time that I can't talk about yet, but I think it's going to be uh announced pretty soon. And it's with one of the big companies that might be rhymes with uh peewee.
0: Um, Oh, oh nice, nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, so hmm. look for that news. Um, the uh, I kick started a, a book, uh, an original graphic novel called *Blighter* uh, that Drew Moss illustrated, and nice. that is at the printer right now. In fact, it's actually maybe done at the printer. No one's really communicating this stuff to me well, but uh, it may already be on a cargo ship heading here. <laughs> so pretty soon that'll be out, and then that'll then you know maybe I can get that out to the public uh, out beyond uh, the initial. Uh, nine hundred uh, uh bidders who all uh helped make the thing happen. Um, I think it's a fun story, and and it's interesting to try that again. Like when I did the Interman, I self published that back in the day. Uh, and that we, there wasn't a thing such as crowdfunding like there is now, mm-hmm. so it's kind of an interesting uh venue to explore because then you've got your audience already when when you have it. But it's also a lot of pressure because a lot of times books that aren't backed up by a big publisher, you just run into lots of things that slow you down and then you feel really guilty. Like, okay, this is taking twice as long as I meant it to.
0: Oh.
1: Um, <laughs> and there's so many books that have a terrible track record that you can get thrown in with them. So I'll be really happy when this
0: comes out so everybody won't think I'm a deadbeat. <laughs> no worries on that at all at all um and then and we didn't even talk spaces. about future quest i'm sorry you wanted to talk oh, about... no no you're good you you were fine um, it was cool though i loved working on future <laughs> quest uh in
1: space ghost
0: yeah yeah very cool characters very cool characters um and and you've done a lot of amazing work that is really enjoyable and, and pleasing for longtime fans like me um any web spaces where people can connect and check out what you're doing and see all the updates and the things. Uh,
1: yeah. If you go to jeffparkerwrites.com uh, I usually, I'm trying to be better about keeping it updated. Uh, and that's where I'll tell you whatever I'm working on or what shows I'm coming to. Um, and you can find any links to, uh, to where I am at, at, on social media. Where most of the time I'm really just amusing myself. But sometimes I say useful information. You never know. <laughs> it's it's real a crapshoot. It's real hit or miss. Um yeah, that's that's uh the main things I can think of right now. I, I know I'm missing something really obvious and big. Oh, uh they did announce for uh for readers who uh enjoyed the the animation in the 90s and for younger readers who might like this i am doing a negaduck uh miniseries for dynamite
0: i don't know
1: if anyone watched darkwing duck the negaduck was his evil opposite who mm-hmm. wore a yellow coat instead of a purple coat and uh it's pretty fun you know i i've got a real uh love for that kind of stuff uh Cause I grew up reading all the uncle Scrooge, uh, Donald Huey, Dewey, Dewey and Louie adventures. And it's tangentially, you know, in that universe, um, whether Tadstone says it is or not just <laughs> zing Tad there. He's, he's great. Um, so that's coming out, I think this fall. So that's something, and I'm excited about that. Cause as I said, I like to do, uh, Halloween and I like to hand out comic books with candy. Mm-hmm. Uh because kids love it. Like they get all excited, like, oh, there's comics, you know. I don't know if they'd love it if there weren't candy as well, but you know, that, that way you don't have to worry. Uh and I I need to occasionally do some more younger reader comics so that I have something to hand out.
0: Very cool. Very cool. I, I think you have a nice range of material. So uh highly recommending the work that you do and I like to read and reread it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I have barking schnauzers here. I don't know if that's going to be Oh man. Yeah. Hey buddy. Um, but yeah, on that note, I'll edit them out, but, um, <laughs> yeah. no,
1: leave them in. <laughs> they hey. wanted to be in the show.
0: That's right. That's right. Um, but, but thank you for the work that you do and thank you for the time.
1: Hey, uh, thanks for tolerating, uh, how hard I am to work around.
0: Uh, You're fine. You are good.
1: Yeah, no, no, we we can do a part two sometime if you
0: want. I would love that. I would love that.
1: And then we'll finally get to the things you actually wanted to talk about. It'll be great.
0: No, no, I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed the, the path and uh, the stories that you shared. So glad to talk with you.
1: All right, man. Well, have a good week.
0: You too. Thanks.